Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast with your host, your girl, Michaela J. That is I. Hello. And I'm here to teach you how to manifest your next level luxe life. So let's get into it. Today's episode is really manifesting the luxe life because I'm finally breaking down the story of how I manifested my Tesla after getting a couple messages recently where I realized I've never recorded this episode. (laughs) I don't know how I didn't do a full breakdown on how I manifested my car, but it's a whole story. You guys totally need to hear it. There are so many good points and tips and mindset shifts that happened in the process. And I just want to share it all with you. We're really going to talk about resiliency today, leading into, you know, desire and the things that you want and making it happen regardless of the circumstances and as well as the visualizations and some of the techniques I did to get my mindset on board in this process. So I'm really excited to break it all down. I literally cannot believe I've never talked about this before, like explain the whole story crazy, but we're here now in divine timing. But before we get started, this week's sponsor is my Fitspo Fitness Mindset Course. So this is going on right freaking now. The day that this podcast episode goes live is going to be our third day of the course. You guys can jump in. You get lifetime access, all of the replays, all of the things. And this is a three-day fitness mindset program where we're really, really focusing on shifting your stories and your beliefs around food, around your body, around your fitness and like exercise so you can have a better experience in maintaining and manifesting the dream body. I find a lot of us get so stuck in this concept of like, wanting the dream body, but part of us not being on board with the idea that we can actually have it, maintain it, and keep growing from there. So we break down so much of the mindset, so many of the stories inside, and I'm actually leading the program with one of my clients who is a personal trainer. So she's doing a workout for us. She gave us her best health and fitness tips, so many juicy things. It's $333 to jump in, and the link will be for you in the show notes. And my life update is a really exciting one. I recently hired a makeup artist to come to my home and do my makeup for me, which feels so like Kylie Jenner vibes, super glam, super bougie. But it happened last week when I had this day where I was feeling really sick. So I took the day off work. I canceled and rescheduled all of my calls and I was just laying in bed, basically eating takeout, watching Netflix, thinking like, okay, What ways can I bring some energy back to myself? And I realized that I wanted to start getting my makeup done. So I found her on Instagram. I can tag her Instagram in the show notes. Her name is Shadi. She is absolutely amazing. And she came over yesterday to do my makeup. And I'm going to have her come over a couple times a week. And it's just really nice when you have somebody to do things for you, right? Like I think especially in the spiritual world, we can learn to read our own birth charts and we can learn to read our own tarot cards and we can get our own psychic downloads. But some 
sometimes it's nice to just have somebody do something for you. Like I love doing my makeup, but it was nice having her to come over and I not have to worry about that. I can just sit there and receive. And when we do things like that, whether it's you booking a tarot reading, you booking the birth chart reading, you booking a hairstylist or a makeup artist, you really get yourself in the mode of receiving, which is something a lot of us struggle with and we don't receive well. And you can tell if you receive well or not just based off of like compliments. Like if somebody were to walk up to you and be like, oh my gosh, your hair looks so good. Are you like, thanks? Or are you instantly like, oh my God, I haven't washed it in three days. It looks like shit, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's a really quick tip of seeing like where you're at in your receiving journey. But anyways, so I hired this makeup artist. It was the best thing ever. She was so lovely. She beat my face to the gods. It was absolutely amazing. And I'm just feeling like, wow, it feels like such an up level that I can just do stuff like this and really helped me tap into my celebrity energy, which is so amazing. I highly recommend. But let's jump straight into the Tesla talk today. I know you guys probably have so many questions. You're eager to hear about this. Um, and I want to tell you the whole story. So I got my Tesla in 2019. The reason why I got it, this is so funny. I was living in Nebraska at the time and I remember hanging out with my best friend, Caleb. And every time we would hang out, we would go on the Tesla website and we would build our own dream Teslas, like the ones that we wanted. Cause he's super obsessed with them as well. And I remember one day we were building our Teslas and I was like, Oh, I just wonder like for shits and giggles, like how much it actually is. And I saw that the down payment to like reserve your car online was $2,500, like $2,500. And I was like, oh, that's not that bad. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I was expecting it to be so much more like for Tesla's to cost way more than that. Um, and I just was like, huh? Okay. And then four days later, I was ordering my Tesla. <laughs> and the reason why all this happened was like, we just did that. And I started to see like, oh, this is actually like a possibility for me. I'm like, I could pay that deposit. Like I could make that happen. And at the time I had another car, I had a Ford Fusion and it was working just fine, fully functional. I didn't need a new car, but it was just this moment of like, I want one. I want one. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm a six figure business earner at the time. And I was like, and I'm driving around like this old Ford Fusion that was lovely and worked great, but it just was not feeling like a vibe anymore. And for me, the way I live my entire life is being the whole damn vibe. So if I'm doing something that feels out of alignment with that, we have to up level it. And that's exactly why I got my makeup artist too. It's like, I love doing my makeup, but it started to feel like a stressful, like chore every day. And so I was like, all right, we have to figure out how to make this a vibe again, hire a makeup artist, right? So I basically did the same thing with my car. I was like, okay, the Ford Fusion is not feeling like a boss ass bitch car. We are going to get the Tesla. And I remember after looking at the price, kind of thinking about it over the weekend being like, oh my gosh, like what, you know, just thinking to myself, like, what if I got a Tesla? Like what? I wonder what that would look like. I wonder what the payments would be like. You know, I wonder that would, how that would feel. It would feel so bougie and so luxury. And that would feel like my boss car. And I also was thinking that I get some tax write-offs for that. So that's great too. And I was just playing with the idea. And one of the big things I want you guys to get from this is that it was something I got purely from desire, not need. And it was probably one of the first times in my entire life that I got to do something out of pure desire and not some sort of need in some way, shape or form. I felt like even when I bought designer goods in the past, it was like, 
oh, I need a wallet. So I would like buy a YSL wallet or, oh, I need like a tote bag for school and for travel and to fit my computer in. So I would like buy a certain designer tote. Like I always felt like there was some justification attached. And this was the first time I bought something without a justification with literally the only thing being I want a new car. <laughs> and it brought up a lot of old things that I needed to shift because especially from the household I grew up in where we were like very lower middle class, very poor, it was like after a certain, you know, point in my life, we only ever had the necessities. There was not always more than that. Sometimes it, we didn't even have the necessities. So it was a weird mindset for me to shift into. And my shadows were definitely coming up of like, oh, well, you don't need this. You don't need this. And I had to create a mindset shift for myself of like, I can have something I desire simply because I desire it. There doesn't have to be a reason. There doesn't have to be a justification. There doesn't have to be a need. If I want it, it's safe for me to have. And that was a huge thing for me in this process. So on that. So I think me and Caleb have been looking at the Teslas on like a Friday, just so you guys have a timeline. And I've literally ordered my car on a Monday. I remember looking at it all weekend, figuring out the financing and all of that. And the one I wanted, the model wasn't out yet. I'm pretty sure it was the model S or the model Y at the time. They, they just weren't out yet. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get the model three and I'm going to lease it. So when my lease is up, I can get another one. And that was the first issue I ran into. So this is kind of a funny story. The fact that I ran into so many fucking problems, you guys. And why I said at the beginning, this is a story about resiliency is because regardless of how many doors shut in my face, I would open up another one or I would crawl out the chimney or I would, you know, grab a window and go out the window. Like I found every which way around every issue without fail and without hesitation because it was something I wanted. I just was unwilling to compromise because I wanted it. So I decided I wanted to lease the car and I quickly found out that you cannot lease a Tesla in Nebraska. There are certain states that you just can't do that. Luckily at the time, my mom was living in Kansas so I could do all the filing and all that under Kansas because you could lease there. And it worked out really well because when I was talking to the Tesla rep on the phone, she said they had the exact like make, model, colors, everything of the one I wanted in Kansas City. So it was like, perfect. It's at the Kansas City location. I now have this address and I put in my deposit and we started to go along the process. So you would pay your deposit, start the process, and then you would apply for the lease. And I'm like, great. We do everything under the Kansas name. It'll be no big deal. I'll lease it through Tesla. Boom. Easy. Done and done. So I thought, <laughs> so I started to go through that process and submitted all my paperwork for the lease and waited for the approval. They very quickly came back to me and said, absolutely not. You are 20 years old. You are self-employed. You have very little credit because I think at the time I had only had a credit card for maybe a year. So I had hardly any credit, self-employed, 20 year old in college, trying to get this Tesla all by myself. So they gave me a big fat no on the lease. And they said, you either need a co-signer 
or you need to figure something else out financially. And in my family, nobody can co-sign just for my own family's reasons. And so I was like, shit, I have nobody in my family that can do that. So what are my other options? And they were like, okay, well, you can look at third party lenders for your lease. So I did that. And they all told me the exact same thing that Tesla told me. I probably reached out to like three different uh, third party lenders. And then I also reached out to my bank. They all said the same thing. Absolutely fucking not. You're young, hardly any credit, (laughs) self-employed. Like this is just not like a certain thing for us to invest in basically. And so I now had had about four or five doors shut in my face. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is all happening within the same week. I'm like, oh, I just want this car. I've already made this payment. How am I going to make it happen next? And I had to get really creative. And there was one thing left that I felt I could do that I hadn't exhausted yet. And it was something I felt really uncomfortable doing. And the reason why I'm like talking about this is because it was something I literally, my ego, my shadow did not want to do this at all. I have a family member who I don't really talk to. The only person that would be able to basically co-sign for my car with good enough credit to do so and we don't talk, we don't have a relationship. And I, I had to ask them. That was something I resisted so hard. And I shoved my ego to the side. I told my shadow to fuck off because I was so resilient, because I was so dead set on my decision to make this happen, that my desire is safe for me to have. My desire is meant for me. I can have the things that I want. I was willing to do literally whatever it took to make that happen. And so I messaged this person, and I said, hey, I'm getting a new car because I'm young and because of this, because of that. They didn't approve me to get the lease by myself. Um, I need your help. Could, could you possibly co-sign for me? And I didn't hear from them for a while. And then they responded and they said, no. <laughs> and I remember being at the gym when this happened, when I got their text saying no, and I was in the sauna sweating my ass off after a great workout. And I remember just being so frustrated. I remember thinking, okay, universe, like I did the number one thing I did not want to do that was so uncomfortable for me that I absolutely like, oh, I did not want to do. And I pushed my ego aside and blah, 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 blah. I remember being pissed. And I remember being like, universe, like you are fucking with the wrong bitch here. Like (laughs) I will get what I want, but I was so angry. I was so frustrated. I just wanted the car so bad and I wanted to make it happen. And I felt like that was my last option. I felt like it was my last straw, you know? Sometimes we have those manifestations and you think, I've done every single physical action I can think of and I've done the inner work, which we're gonna talk about next. Uh, I've done all the inner work, I've done all the things. Like, why isn't this coming together? And I was at that point. But I had a choice there. I had a choice to get super mad and get super frustrated and be like, you know what? It's just not divine timing. Like this is fucking annoying. It's not going to happen. Like I did all the things and like now I'm at a loss. I could have chose that route and I could have called my rep and I could have said, it's just not going to happen. Send me my money back. You know, maybe we'll try again later in a year. But that is absolutely not the kind of person I am. I am the resilient ass bitch who will figure it out until the end of time because that's just who I am. And that's who I choose to be is somebody who figures it out. So after that happened, I was like, you know what? 
we're figuring this shit out. <laughs> and I was talking to my friend Caleb on the phone one day, telling him about the recent updates in this whole venture and how I was so frustrated. And I'm like, I need a co-signer. I have nobody else to co-sign. Nobody else will lend me the money. I'm like, am I going to have to pay for this all up front in cash? Because if that's the case, I will figure that out too. And he was like, well, well, what if I co-sign? And I was like, oh, what if you co-sign? And in my mind, until that moment, I only thought of like co-signers as being somebody like who is family, somebody who is related to you. I never had even entertained the idea that somebody else could co-sign for me. And it's definitely not a common thing for like friends to co-sign things with you. But he was like, well, what if I did it? He's like, I trust that you'll make your payments. I trust that that it's going to be okay. And he's like, why don't we just try it? Why don't we just submit an application and I will be your co-signer? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is brilliant. So I sent in a new leasing application and it, you guys, it had to look so ridiculous because <laughs> it was me who made, you know, six figures at the time, 20 years old or 21 years old. I had, you know, credit for a year or so. And that was my application. And then with Caleb's side, he had had credit for a lot longer because of his car. So he had a long term good credit. He was in college, so he wasn't working very much um, and basically didn't have income at the time. And we sent in this whack ass app application and somehow by the grace of goddess, by the grace of the universe, they accepted the fucking lease. And I just remember that day getting that email that it was accepted and literally falling to my knees in my room and crying in Lincoln, Nebraska. And just be like, oh my God, because this whole process of like everybody telling me no and doors shut in my face, it was probably like two or three weeks long. So it was kind of a long time, but also not that long of a process, but very intense because I was basically being told no, 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 every day in a million different ways, which is exhausting, right? And it all came together and I just fell to my knees and started crying. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. I'm like getting the car, this is wild. So then I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is great. I had somebody reach out to me and be like, let's pick a date for when you're gonna pick your car up and then we're gonna send you all the paperwork for the lease. And I'm like, awesome, we set the date from a week from the time that this Tesla rep called me. And so we set the date and we were like, okay, I'll pick it up on a Saturday. Me and Caleb will drive to Kansas City, whatever. We agree on it, good set in terms. Then I get the email, I think a day later, of my lease terms. And because we had that super whack application, they were like, great, at pickup, you owe this amount. And it was literally half the amount of my lease upfront in cash which I was not expecting at all. I was expecting to pay, like on the website, if you look at lease for Tesla, they give you like an estimate of what your payments could be and what's gonna be due at signing. It was literally like almost three times what I was expecting to pay at signing. And the day that I had picked, the day that I set to pick up my car was also the day that I had a coaching payment due to my coach I was working with at the time. And then I had to pay rent the next week. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. I basically had to manifest $10,000 cash in seven days. Because I was like, I did not just jump through all these fucking loopholes to not be able to get my car because of money. Like, 
yeah, as if like laughable, like money is, has never in my life been something that I have allowed to stop me from doing anything that I wanted. That's always been super firm to me because growing up, we did not have a lot of money. I don't come from a wealthy family and I still went on trips and I still did the things because I was always willing to figure it out. Nobody was handing me over money, but I was always willing to figure it the fuck out. So when this happened, I just looked at it as another opportunity of I have to figure it out. And in those seven days, so much shifted within me. I dedicated myself like very heavily and very specifically to a journaling practice that would shift all of my money beliefs, that would shift all of my energy, that would shift all of my mindset shit so I could only be open to receiving in those seven days. And if you guys have heard me talk about my program, Seven Days to the Monet's, That is exactly what I did. Like the breakdown every single day in those seven days, I was journaling, I was doing certain exercises, certain tappings, watching certain videos and audios, and I had all these practices I was doing. There was different ones for every single day leading up to me getting the car that all contributed to me becoming a vibrational match to manifest $10,000, which is why I taught that course because I'm like, oh my God, this is literal gold that I did in seven days. Um, And you guys can still jump into that program. Um, It's $222. I'll leave the link in the show notes for you so you can see the exact journal prompts and exercises I used. But one of the really big things that I'll give you guys here that I did every day was visualization. And I think visualization is such a powerful tool to get your energy on board with manifesting because you're seeing yourself in those moments. You're seeing yourself experience the manifestation right now. And the brain can't process what's real and what's fake. So what you're doing is using that in your favor to trick your brain into thinking all the things are real right now. (laughs) So every morning before I would work or before I would get ready to go to school, like go to campus, um, I would sit in my bed and I would do a meditation or like a visualization. And some days the visualization was me looking out my window and seeing the car parked there, picking a parking spot or having it parked along the street. I would visualize driving my car to campus and parking. I would visualize my Starbucks runs in my car. I even would visualize the day that I picked it up and like signing paperwork and being handed the keys and sitting in the car the first time. Every single day, I really put myself in that energy. And I'd sit there in visualization until I was literally in tears, you guys. And that's not something you have to do by any means, but I would just sit there and I would be I would be so into it and it felt so real to me and I felt so passionate about it because it was something I desired just because I fucking wanted it, that it would bring me to fucking tears every single day. And that's to me how visualization should be, not to tears, but to like, where you're visualizing, you feel it so deeply that it shifts you on an emotional level. And that is what changes your vibrational state in the process. And that was huge for me because I w- every day was taking the action physically to just make the car happen, to just make it like acceptable for me to come pick it up. And then every day I was taking the physical action and working to make sure that I made my money, you know, taking my physical action steps that I felt called to do and selling the things or whatever it might be. And then I took care of my energy by doing the deep, deep, deep journaling that I talked about in seven days to the Monet's, but also 
making sure I saw myself in that moment. Because I think we all have a lot of manifestations or goals we see for ourselves, but we don't see ourselves in it. You might think, oh yeah, it would be great to be on a private jet, but you never like visualize you being the one to walk up the stairs wrapped in a Louis Vuitton blanket, like in a private jet, right? Or you think, oh, it would be great to like have this dream relationship where it's super passionate and fun, but you don't actually see yourself with a partner who is like that. This is where we start to run into some of our quote unquote blocks and limiting beliefs about what we can and cannot actually have. And when you see yourself in that visualization, having it, it shatters all of those limiting beliefs. And that was huge for me. So while I did my seven days of journaling that I teach inside seven days of the Mondays, I was doing my daily, like very intense visualization. Um, the money came in and it was absolutely mind blowing. I had like I had about $2,000 come in from payment plans that I had from inside of my business that were already scheduled to come in. And then I ended up signing a new client who paid in full for the rest of the amount. And at the time, the paid in full for the program she joined was $8,000. So I literally manifested the $10,000 the day before it was due. The day before. And let me tell you guys, when I was going through the week, Everybody who knew I was getting a car um, knew that I needed to manifest this money. They knew, and I didn't talk to them about it. I just told them what was going on. I never asked for their input. I never asked for their help, nothing. I just told them like, this is what's happening and I'm gonna manifest this money to make it happen. Um, and if they provided any opinions that were like worrisome or fear-based for me, I just ignored them. I literally just ignored them. And I have a whole episode about like people's opinions and like low vibe people in your life. That's from a couple of weeks ago. You guys can listen to, but I just put my head down and I made sure I was a vibrational match at any point. I made sure I was in receiving energy. I made sure I was clean and I was cleared up in my energetic fields and I went through six days, six days, you guys, of not bringing in any new money. I had those payment plans, but that was like already scheduled money that I knew was coming in, which of course was amazing. But I needed 10,000. I didn't need 2,000. I went through six fucking days with absolutely no proof, absolutely no evidence, absolutely nothing showing me that this was going to line up. And I chose to trust every single one of those days regardless. And that's something not a lot of people will do. And that's why I can achieve certain things that other people's other people won't in their lifetimes is because that when it looks like there's no fucking way it's going to happen, I just choose that it's going to because it was something I wanted that badly. It was something that I chose no matter what, I would figure it out. And that is a powerful decision. I titled this uh, podcast episode, like part of it says making powerful decisions. Powerful decisions are ones that you're willing to stand behind regardless of what the physical world is showing you. And I just chose to trust that. And so the last fucking day, the last day before I had to write that check, was the day that all the rest of the money came in, all of it. And I remember telling my boyfriend and he was like, oh my fucking God, like he was literally mind blown. He was like, he said, a day ago, I was starting to get worried for you. And I said, I wasn't, I wasn't. He was literally mind blown. And I was like, of course, of course it happened, of course. 
because I just kept going and I was unshakable in my decision and I trusted myself and I trusted the physical action steps I was taking. I trusted the energetic stuff that I was doing. And honestly, you guys, that week, my physical actions didn't change at all. I was literally just showing up on Instagram the way I did every single day. I wasn't even like specifically launching anything at all. I was just like, anytime somebody asked about buying something, I would just point them in the right direction. I did nothing different in the physical realm other than showing up consistently like I always do. It was just the way that my vibration was and the shifts I made on the inside that changed everything about the results on the outside. And and that was huge. And so then the day I got my Tesla was mind-blowing. It was crazy. It was everything that I visualized. It was everything that I had been feeling for like three weeks at that point. And it was absolutely magical. And when I got the car, it meant so much to me because it meant it was like a physical representation of my resiliency. It was a physical representation of all of the work that I had put in. It was a representation of all the energy I shifted and like who I became in that process was somebody who doesn't take no for an answer, someone who doesn't let money or somebody telling them no limit her experiences, limit what she can and can't have. It just represented that it is safe for me to lean fully into my desires, regardless if there's evidence or if it makes sense or anything else. So really what the moral of the story is like, I made a decision out of desire. I got out of my own way. I took actions that were uncomfortable to me. I showed the fuck up and I trusted. I took every action I knew to take. I did all of the energy clearing that I knew to do. And I decided day after day after day after day, even when it looked like there was no fucking way it was gonna happen, I just decided again that it would happen. And I chose to fucking trust. And it didn't matter, honestly, how many times I was knocked down because I didn't care. I was like, knock me down a million times. I'm still getting this fucking car. (laughs) And that's the attitude you need to approach with all of your manifestations. It's like, regardless of how, I'm still going to get what I want, regardless of how, okay? So that is the story of how I manifested my Tesla And it's crazy. It was just as simple as one day looking at, oh yeah, I could actually like make this work. And then knocking down every door that was slammed in my face. And I just kept going on all sides. You know, it's super important to me that I stress that we do the masculine, masculine action and the feminine action, right? Like our physical steps and the inner work, it all added up. And like I said, the physical action didn't change all that much. I was still doing the same things. I just ended up manifesting more money because I was a vibrational match to call in the more money. Okay. (sighs) Yeah. What a magical story. So I'm so glad that I got to sit down and tell you guys all about it today. I would love to hear some of your takeaways, what this brought up for you, where you need to be more resilient in your life, where you need to have more um, of that powerful decision energy around your desires. And even this concept of this would be a great shadow journal prompt for you. Like what are some things that you desire to have? Like without justification, without a need, what are the things that you just want just because you want them and trusting? And if you do you, or if you trust that you can have those, like if it's okay for you to just lean into desire and not just need, 
So, so many good takeaways from this. I also highly recommend adding in a visualization practice into your manifesting rituals or your morning rituals for anything that you're calling in, whether it's like fulfillment, success, happiness, love. It can be feelings. It can be you visualizing, running on the beach. You can visualize you on a plane, whatever it is. But that is such a powerful, powerful manifesting tool. So don't forget to take a little screenshot that you guys are listening. Share over on Instagram. I love to know who's tuning in every week and let me know what your big takeaway was. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.